It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Week five is in the books, of course, notwithstanding Monday Night Football. We're here to react to all of it, the biggest storylines from each conference and our new segment, Thought or Not, coming your way today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On and new customers can get $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. So visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Joe, uh, happy what middle of college football season? To you, I guess. Is it halfway? Technically, done? We're, we're halfway through the regular season already. I know you're still early yeah. in your install. This could be a good class, man. This could be a really good class. So good, good performances on Saturday too. I know we're not diving into that today, but just a little tip of the cap to the college football slate that was enjoyable. I caught some of it a little bit. Red River Peaked rivalry. That was the game I watched. That was the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a good game. Some ballers in that on that. Um, Tavondre Sweat. Do you know? Does that name ring the bell? Yes. He's going to be my my brand guy this year. I think. Three hundred sixty pound nose tackle that can push the pocket and move a little bit. These guys are helpful. I'm hoping it. I'm hoping it works out better than who was the LSU kid? Oh, Tyler Shelvin. Tyler Shelvin. Man. Yeah. It wasn't his skill. We we learned things about Tyler Shelvin afterwards that we didn't right. have the information on that right. give you some clues about what he's him, made of. Him and uh him and Landon Dickerson in that LSU Alabama game was just like King two... Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> Clash of the Monsters, right? Oh yeah, the thing with those nose tackles game. though is like you gotta sort through the good ones, and then there's always like who is that guy from Alabama? Oh yeah, I know that helps and zero, Cody. But... Yes, exactly. Like you got to separate the no, Terrence Cody's. Yeah, you got to separate those guys from the Hargraves and the Readers and the Vita Veas, right? Like that's the big challenge. Right. So, well, we don't have to do that now, thankfully. But no. just Devondre Sweat was a man possessed in the Red River rivalry. Oklahoma wins. And uh, we also have some NFL action that yeah. we're planning on talking about here today on the show. I have good news for you. Good administrative news. Okay. Here on the show. Yeah. Everybody has clinched a winning week from last Thursday's show. 
Okay. Well, NFL scouting against the spread went eight and five through Sunday night football. Joe Marino went eight and five through Sunday night football. And Kyle Kyle Krabs Krabs went eight and five through Sunday night football. I thought no, surely because you we were, were gonna... we were different on two, and I was the idiot that picked the Patriots to win, but I also picked the Jets to win. So you got I forgot you had those two AFC East things going on. Nope. Man, nope. okay. Man, so you can the imagine Jets the really kind of so you can imagine the pins and needles that I was on when, when Denver got See, the ball back and the Jets were up three, and I'm like, oh boy, they're gonna go down here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my entire lead on Joe. And the Jets are going to totally betray me here, but then they they got the strip. Well, and that I think that's a fundamental difference between you and I. We did that show on Thursday, right? Yep. And I did the show. I thought about what I would do, and then I didn't think about it until didn't this. Think moment. about it once. You sat there and probably thought about it while the games are going on, like super into it. And I'm like, okay, how'd I do? So, I mean, not that I don't want to win. I do. I'm very competitive, but I certainly wasn't thinking about it. So nice bounce back for NFL scouting against the spread, obviously with. Uh, Sunday night with Monday night football still to go. Uh, we had awesome week in week three in week three stinker in week four recalibrated the roster rankings and we're coming out eight and five with one game left to play against the spread. Plus you and I in straight pick them eight and five as well. All right, let's do this thing. So there you go. AFC storylines. Yep. Things that stand out. Obviously we had, um, that Jets Broncos game that we talked about. We had the Bengals. Wait, wait, Joe we Burrow. Oh, you're gonna are you gonna rip through it and then we can talk? I was, I was just gonna acknowledge all, right. all the games. Yeah. All right. All right. So Jets Broncos, uh, Jets finding their life on on the ground, running the football with a lot of success. They had over 200 rushing yards against Denver. Uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase after the game tweeting out 7-11. Obviously, re- reference to the previous week when he said, "I'm always effing open," and Chase had. By far the best game of his season, Joe Burrow starting to look or started to look like Joe Burrow that we've become so accustomed to. Uh, the Dolphins, 31 points, lost the turnover battle three to nothing against the Giants and won by 15 and felt like it, it should have been 50. Uh, the Texans, late comeback, falls apart. All the for fa- not. Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. One, so the Falcons at home win 21-19. Last-minute field goal from Young-Hoi Um Pittsburgh, Baltimore played with their food for about 55 minutes and then found out. Found a way. Found a way. Yeah, don't play with your food, right? The the Colts move to 3-2. and two. They get Jonathan Taylor back. Jonathan Taylor with a contract. Jonathan who? Extension. Zach Moss, baby. Are you kidding Zach me? Zach Moss said that's fine. Everything we thought he'd be coming out of million Utah. dollar contract. Right. Joe so, and Kyle were right about loving Zach Moss coming out of Utah. I'm going to prove them right. And the Took Colts four years in 2016. The Patriots endure their worst home shutout loss since 1970, losing 34 to nothing. Uh, and then in the, the early game on Sunday, Jacksonville defeats the Buffalo Bills. Uh, a lot of injuries for Buffalo, which sucks. But that's the storyline, I think, for me from that game is just – you lost Trey White last week. Now you lose Matt Milano. Like, and I, Jones. I, I, I don't doubt that they'll be fine, relatively speaking. But those are still difference making players, and that sucks for Buffalo for their their big picture aspirations. Yeah, Daquan Jones as well. Uh, probably lost for the season with a torn pec. We'll see if it's torn or strained. I think I fear it's torn. But yeah, the injuries hurt worse than the loss for the yeah. Bills, but. Jacksonville goes to London, gets two wins. That's big for them, right? They were one and two going into London. 
They beat Atlanta. They beat Buffalo. And they're three I, and two, right? Kind of felt like they were sleeping. John, I feel like a lot of their warts were still there. Some of the situational goofiness um, kept the Bills in the game. I felt the game that Jacksonville should have probably won by a lot more, but two two big turnovers kind of in their own territory uh, by Trevor Lawrence when they're kind of about, about to score. Even field goals in that situation probably buries the Bills, kept kept the Bills in it. But Jacksonville, I, I we kind of think of them as a sleeping giant and feels like they're trending towards waking up. Yeah, especially with ETN look good too. So yeah. I mean, this was Calvin this Ridley was not big game. Just Trevor Lawrence in the passing game. So and look that that defense, pretty physical defense. You know, I had a chance to see him in the preseason when Miami faced off against him in the preseason. So um, they got a lot of stuff to like. We knew that coming in. Yeah. I think you're starting to see it and start to see that them put it together. So we'll see if they can sustain it now that they're coming back. It's that Mike Caldwell, right? He Todd Bowles' disciple. Um, very good at stopping the run, right? That's always characteristic of those defenses. And they got athletes in that back seven, right? And Cisco yeah. and, and Campbell and Dar- Darius Williams having a great season. Uh, Foya Olakun at linebacker. They don't even have Devin Lloyd right now. And it's like kind of have the right stuff, I think, to to be the best version of that defense. So, you know, they, they had their warts earlier in the season, giving up all those points to Houston. But, I mean, they held Buffalo to 20. They held Kansas City to 17. Um, and I think that they're they're going to be right in this whole thing. Obviously still room to go on that offense, but I think Jackson and we know what that schedule at. looks like too. You know, this this was one of, this was one of what you'd probably look at four or five games on the schedule. You're like, man, like that's a tough draw, but the rest of their tough draw, don't they all play them all at home? I'm pretty sure the rest of their like top shelf competition based off what our perceived notion is of what the league is. Yeah. They're getting all those teams at home. Um, we, we've, we're up against it here. I want to make a comment here about the jets and, uh, Broncos. Good, good for the jets to get the win. Right. I, I totally get rallying behind a coach. I was part of, uh, when Jim Schwartz came to Buffalo and went back and beat Detroit. I understand how big that was, but can, what, let's like good, good on you jets. You won the game, but let's not act like what Nathaniel Hackett did last year in Denver didn't happen. Right. It was still just as bad as it gets. Like, so you feel good about it, but it doesn't undo the complete garbage show that existed in Denver last year. That's not, that's, that's fair. So take your, like, fair. take your lap, whatever. But Hackett, you still sucked in Denver last year, royally, and deserved to be fired. Probably held that job longer than you should. I don't think, that, I don't think that's the thing, though. It's the fact that Sean Payton said, said what he said out loud. Oh, well, yeah, and he deserves to be clowned for that, too. But, like, because of the results of this football team. But, like, it doesn't – to me, it doesn't undo anything. Peyton shouldn't have said what he said. And, Hackett, you were a disaster last year. So, but, yeah, by you got to – if you're going to say that, you got to come out and be better. By the way, the Broncos, uh, through five games, do not have any games with 400 yards or more of offense, and they have given up at least 400 yards of offense in each of the last three games. And they have given up a whole lot of rushing yards. It's like 700 rushing yards in the last three weeks. Nick Benito looking Which, like a good pass rusher though. It's probably worse than anything that the jets did. The, the Broncos did last year too, by the way. Ooh, Kyle wants to compare the two. No, I'm, just, right. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, uh, we have a few, I have a few other AFC things that we can maybe tuck in at the beginning of our next segment, but I know we got a, yeah, we got to snap yeah. into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. 
That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's simply no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. In fact, Kyle, yesterday I went five for five on my player props bets on FanDuel. So uh, not a victory Monday, but sort of one for me. I'll take it. Uh, So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You know, it's funny you said snap. Yeah. Does your daughter do that song with the the alligator and the monkeys? I don't think so. That doesn't sound familiar. Snap that monkey out of the tree. He's never heard no. this. No, never heard it. My daughter came home from preschool one day and was like, it was like, I want to listen to the alligator song. We're like, yeah, yeah. What alligator song? And she just kept, she kept, just kept saying, snap that monkey. And like, that's all she kept saying. So that's, that's how we pieced it together. It's like alligator snap that monkey song. Figure it out. Google. Thank God. But, right. But you said snap into action. And it made me think of snapping that monkey right out of that yeah. tree. Which is kind of morbid because, like, the song is literally about the alligator, like, eating the monkeys one by one. Well, it's kind of like the frog in the hole and the log in the bottom of the lake. I mean, this all ends in a fish just eating the whole thing. You know, you fall in love with this about, frog uh, and this fly and this gnat. How about um, bringing home a baby bumblebee? <laughs> the entire point of the song is that you you smash it with your hand. But it's oh, your mom's proud of you because you clean it up. Weird, man. It's weird stuff. And then that's not even getting into the historical context of Ring Around a Rosie. We have that's but that's, that's like the Black Plague. We're, we're singing it's songs bad. about the Black Plague. Yeah, we got some problems there. All right, anyway. AFC notes. Yeah, let's. <laughs> let's. Um, what do you think of this Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Baltimore? A bunch of drops from their wide receivers, which I get. Like it's frustrating. Um, three turnovers. Offensively for Baltimore, still feel like you're waiting for that that game to materialize, though. Yeah, I mean, you get or shut like out the in the second half. Together. Shut out in the second half. Lamar throws the egregious interception to Joey Porter Jr., left that ball soft and inside to where you can't put it on a fade. Strip sack at the end when you had a chance. Like, felt like it was just Baltimore mistakes, and Pittsburgh finds a way to get like two divisional wins now against Baltimore and Cleveland where you like you don't feel like you deserved it but you got it and you don't have to give it back. I'm try I was trying to figure out if the quote that I saw Joey, Joey Porter attributed to saying to Odell Beckham after the interception is it a legitimate quote or not. No, you never know what those graphics Right, you know. right. Yeah. So, it was funny, it made me laugh, but I have no reason to believe that it was legitimate. So, how about the Colts? If, if anybody knows it and wants to verify it for me, then we can we can talk about it on tomorrow's show. But yeah, Colts. So I mentioned the Colts. Like I'm intrigued by your football team. We like congratulations. I like what Zach Moss is doing. You've got a lot of punch to you, but 
I mean, Anthony Richards started, Richardson has started four games. He's not finished three of them, right? Or he's left with injuries in three of them. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I really hope that this is all good for him to kind of learn and get through. You know, like I remember, I remember Josh Allen as a rookie and like he had the elbow thing. He did have a concussion, like, and then he's, he, he started every game since, right? Josh Allen is the longest streak of game started amongst quarterbacks in the NFL by like a big margin. I hope that happens for Anthony Richardson because like, I feel like these injuries are getting in the way of a lot of good momentum, right? And certainly CJ Stroud's just stealing the show left and right here as it comes to these yeah. rookie quarterbacks, but I want to see a, a rich be healthy. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to build momentum when you're yeah in and out and in and out. And when it's all said and done, Richardson's attempted 84 pass attempts this year and Gardner Minshew's <laughs> attempted 83. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's almost a complete 50, 50 split for, for pass attempts through five games. And, you know, Richardson, he got banged up at Florida too, didn't he? Well, and we heard some rumblings there about how they stylistically basically neutered him so that he wouldn't get hurt. Right. So I don't know, man. Yeah, there's it's it's tough to be mindful of, but there's a long way to go. And, and oh, I yeah. think we're both optimistic about Richardson and what it can look like. But the one thing that you're not really in control of is how your body responds to contact, but you can protect yourself in certain ways and have calculated risk and I think that that's the thing. Anytime you have a quarterback that can be big and physical and run, you know, keep it within the perspective of it's a week five game or keep it in the perspective of it's a week three game when he had a concussion. Yeah. Right. So I, I agree with you. He, he's doing a lot of really good stuff. This Colts team, uh, very scrappy, mm-hmm. punching up a bit. I think that's, that's fun. So, uh, they have J- at Jacksonville next. It's a rematch from the week one game that Jacksonville won. Yep. NFC Both teams a lot different than now. Yeah, go ahead. Let's do NFC. Okay. NFC rundown. Uh, the 49ers left zero doubt who the best team in the NFC conference was with all due respect to the Philadelphia Eagles by plastering the Cowboys 42 to 10 at home on Sunday night football. I'm sure we'll have some thoughts there. Uh, somehow skipped over this one when we did the rundown of AC teams. The Chiefs uh, beat the Vikings by seven. Survived. In Minnesota. Survived yeah. is the, the appropriate phrase. Uh, the Eagles went into Los Angeles and beat the Rams 23-14 in Cooper Cup's return. We acknowledge the Cardinals put up 20 points but lost to the Bengals. Uh, the Detroit Lions pounced all over the Carolina Panthers. Ooh, well, pounced was yeah, the appropriate word. That well, well done. Yeah. Well done. My final score of 42 uh, to 24. We acknowledge the Giants falling 31-16 to Miami. We acknowledge the Falcons coming back late in the game. Last-minute field goal to defeat the Texans. And the Saints boat race the Patriots in Foxborough. NFC is the 49ers, right? Like You, you got to start with San Francisco. We got to start the conversation. It's a butt whooping, dude. Dak throws what three three picks in a row three on picks. three consecutive drives. Like that stuff's not going away. I mean, McCaffrey wasn't even cooking in this game, right? Score forty two right. points. Kind of felt like he was early on. You felt like just okay, McCaffrey's going to run all over this team, and then they were able to kind of lead on Jordan Mason a little bit, which I thought was smart. But Brock, we just, just talked. We talked about that last week with the the workload that he was on pace it's, for. It's a, yeah, it's insane. But Par- Purdy Kittle con- connection live and well for three touchdowns. I mean, pretty impressive plays. Pur- I mean, Purdy's just getting it done, dude. They're playing good defense. I mean, Nick Bosa hasn't even fully heated up yet, right? I mean, right. 
they're uh they're well coached they execute they play with energy they've got good i don't know it just feels like a, just a good football team you watch them it's just a good operation man so they have everything too now i think that's ultimately something when you try to stack up the mvp accolades i've already seen peter schrager ask the question if brock birdie should be leading the mvp conversation and again it's week five it's october 9th like we get it but I think that's the thing that will ultimately work against San Francisco is you look at the skill players. They got one of the best skill player groups across wide receiver, tight end, and running back in the league. Yeah. You look at offensive coaching with Kyle Shanahan, widely regarded as the best offensive mind in football. You look at the defense and how dominant the defense is, how talented they are. You get Steve Wilkes to come in as the defensive coordinator. They haven't skipped a beat. And I just think that that is something for San Francisco from a big picture perspective. And, and I say none of that to dis- diminish how well Brock Birdie's playing right now. But I just think the conversation for accolades will probably penalize Brock because of preconceived biases and also how complete the team is. Because the team is from top to bottom the most complete team in the league right now. And it's not close. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. And I I mean, nothing to debate there, straightforward. The Dallas side of things is where you start to wonder, okay, how good is this team? Because obviously they wall up the Giants. Giants stink. They beat the Jets 30-10 yep. to 10 in their first game without Aaron Rodgers. Yep. They beat New England 38-3. to 3. I mean, the Saints just did that. And, and congrats lost on you lost to the Cardinals and got you weren't competitive against the 49ers. Like, I mean, I, I know that there's plenty of room in the NFC for average teams to have good records and go to the playoffs, but like, I mean, if Philly can't threaten San Francisco, I mean, they're going to coast to the Super Bowl, right? Where's the resistance? Who's getting in the way of this team? And the Rams played them reasonably competitively, right? Is that, right. I mean, right. So got to play them all, right? It's never it's never as good as it seems, ever as bad as it seems. You and I both completely understand that, but like you just look at how this team is trucking along and it's like who's getting in the way of it. You know, it's we're going to really fun matchup next week for San Francisco they're at Cleveland with that defense playing as well as they are. Right, but look at the, Cleveland's defense has been really good against who? Joe went there. Joe right, said they, they haven't played anybody yet. The Bengals in week one with Burrow literally couldn't play. The Steelers, Titans, and Ravens? And they put lost they, they gave up 28 points to the Ravens. Yeah, but they still they gave up less than 300 yards offense. How good is that offense? We don't know how good it is. I've not been impressed with the Ravens offense so yet. What, what I'm hearing you say is that we don't know anything about we don't know nothing about nothing yet. I don't know, man. I think I I think the 49ers are gonna have a good day. You think they're going to – how many points – let's let's save that for thought or not. I'll, ta- I'll right. take I'll ta- I'll take something on with that for thought or All not. Right. All right, I got things for thought or not as well. But uh, before we get there, these days every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And, folks, it's easy to create a job a free job post over at LinkedIn jobs. Then once you do add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring, then simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience 
so you could quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. So why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one and delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, so we have thought or not. Is there anything else we want to tuck in here on NFC side of things? I think we'll capture some things here in, in thought or not. Okay, very good. Uh, I'll I'll take first one since we just did it. Uh, okay. Thought the San Francisco 49ers will score 28 or more points against the Cleveland Browns. Well, the least they've scored this year is 30. That's right. the minimum amount of points they scored. I'm taking the over. Mm. Taking the over. I might take the under on that. Just keep it interesting. Okay. I mean, yeah, I think they get it done. Okay. Going to Cleveland. Ah, Cle- that's tougher. Going eh. to Cleveland. Cleveland off the bye, too. Right. Yeah. So are I'm you in or you out? I'm, I'm in on the, I'm in on, what do I have to get? More than 28? 28 or more. Taking the over. Okay. That's, that's fun. I'll, I'll write that down as just like a note. That can just be a fun side quest. Yeah. I'm not going in on that, but a little side quest. I'll take you. Okay. Would you like mine? I'm very pumped that you you prepped. I have three of them for you. Very good. Well, because last week you kind of told me about it right beforehand, and then I was like, yeah, I'm was sorry I don't have anything. But spur of the moment thing. You know, spur of the moment content's not always the best, but thought it worked out well, got received well. So go ahead. We'll keep it with the 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers finish with fewer losses than the Carolina Panthers have wins. So what number is higher? 49ers losses or Panthers wins? Probably, probably Panthers wins. Oh, the only 0-5 team out there. I Everyone else has got to win. So they San Francisco goes 15-2 and two and Carolina goes 3-14? and 14. That'd probably be my guess. You think the Panthers find three wins the rest of the way? I, it has to get better, right? You'd like to think. I mean, I know that there's some appeal that Bryce Young threw three touchdown passes in the loss. Yeah, what else did he do? Really nice to his teammates, I'm sure. At Miami seems like a nightmare for them this week. <laughs> Bye week. Coming out of that against yeah, Houston. They- Houston into Chicago. There it is. There's your stretch. It's going to happen. Houston Indy Chicago. You get. The easiest of those games, though, is at Chicago on a short week. Thursday night football. Thursday night football. We know what the Bears are on Thursday night football. They're different. I'll say they get three. I will say they get three. And And I I, I can't imagine the 40. 
the 49ers, they'll, they'll get tripped up at some point. Somebody will get hurt for a, a stretch and hurt them in a game. So you think the Panthers get three wins and the 49ers get two losses? That's probably how I would stack it right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, thoughts. Uh, the Miami Dolphins will break the record for most yardage in a regular season in 2023. So they're, they're ahead of the pace of the Rams, right? What I'm sure you have all these numbers. What are they? No, I, I, I just know from the record uh, through the first five games, the Dolphins have, have broken the record by the 2000 Rams. Yeah. Okay. So what do they need to finish with? And is it's gotta be per game, right? Because it's the 17th game that makes everything weird. Right. Uh, so let me pull that up. All purpose yards. Why why would I want that? Nobody would want that. Who cares about the friggin' return yards? Single. Okay, so I'll, I'm just gonna do two thousand Rams because I know they have it. The two thousand LA Rams had seven thousand and seventy five yards in sixteen games. Okay, so what's that per game? We'll figure out what the Dolphins are at. You figure out the Rams, I'll do the Dolphins because okay, I have that so. open. 7,075 divided by 16 games is 442 and change per game. And Miami's at 513. So they're yes. they're way ahead of the it's not close. Who's gonna give them resistance moving forward? Not the Panthers. Philly, maybe. They're, maybe they're the Jets. Their big games are they got the Jets, they played the Jets defense twice. They play Buffalo again. They play Baltimore and Dallas. And Philly? And Philly. And then if you want to put Kansas City in there, it's a tough game. But I think that defense is not as high up as some of the other defenses that we've acknowledged. So what's interesting is that both of your divisional games were under 400, and your non-divisional games are 536, 726, and 524. I, yeah, I mean, they're certainly they're, they're going to crush. The, I mean, like, even if they come down a little bit, what did, what would you say? What was it for the Rams? Their per game? It's like four forty two. And my, what did I say? Miami was at like five thirteen. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, I think they're going to get it. What's going to be different? Like, I don't think it's like you can have cool schemes. Okay, that's great to play against Miami. But do you have the athletes to limit their explosive plays? I don't think anybody does. Nobody has enough of it. They can stress you in too many ways. So. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. What are we? What are we calling it? the greatest show on surf? Is that is that where we're going with? Yeah, I wish. I wish it wasn't in in invoking something that already existed, but it is catchy. Well, whatever it is, uh, the yards are going to be there, and like, I don't know how many more seven hundred yard performances there will be. Will be, but how many Probably sub four hundreds are? How many sub four hundreds are there going to be? Well, and it, for that two thousand Rams team. Kurt Warner got hurt. Trent Green had to start five games. And they had a three-yard offensive performance with 278 yards and seven turnovers and a loss to the Panthers. They hadn't had that yet. Miami the week prior, it. they had 700 and, or 279 yards and four turnovers in a loss to the Saints. What did so they, they score? What was their average points per game? Their average points per game was 33.8 points per game see now that's been done before and the defense was dead last in the league in scoring defense that's helpful that's very helpful for you to score points and get yards when your defense is also bad 
Right. So you got to hope Miami doesn't get better there, right? I think that's going to be key key to this all happening, right? Right. They probably have to continue to need to score points. All right, let me get you this one. Cooper Cup finishes the season with more receiving yards than Puka Nakua. Let me. Cooper Cup's back. Right. Let me just, I just want to look at this year's group in the breakdown and get the numbers in, in my head. Puka has 572. Cooper Cup already has 118 after one game. Yeah, like a Puka had like a 500 something yard head start in four games. So it's interesting to see it broken out. Puka is averaging 114 yards per game. I think that, yes. Wasn't that crazy? You said yes to that? Yeah. And that's nothing to do with Puka Nakua. That's it's Cooper Cup, man. Like just gets yards, man. He just does. Doesn't matter what's going on around him, he just gets yards. And it's so much better than what it was last year. Like last year it was so ugly when they were trying to force the volume through cup, but like they didn't have anything else. So now that they have a couple other players in the passing game, like you can't just send three or four guys at Cooper Cup, which is what it felt like sometimes. Yeah. So just I mean Higby's having a solid year. Tutu is helping them. Puka. Yeah, it's nice. My Next thought is that the Patriots will be in position to draft a top quarterback in the 2024 NFL draft. Well, they've already got a top five pick right now, right? If it ended today, that's the big storyline. Yes. Well, my last one was Bill Belichick will be unaffiliated with the New England Patriots come the new league year. So we're we're kind of thinking the same. You're on board with the take. Uh. I mean, the problem is they had catastrophic injuries in, in Christian Gonzalez and uh, Matthew Judon. Offense, I don't know where the answers come on offense. Uh, just nothing dynamic Bill, there. Bill O'Brien was going to fix everything. No, but you know, I sniffed that out early. I sniffed that out early. I was like, I don't know. Bill, Bell, Bill O'Brien hasn't been synonymous with great offenses. He's better than Matt Patricia, but like, there's there's just not enough here. They don't have enough juice. Well, what's what's hard about this is we we've talked about the Patriots and just like the floor that they have because of Bill Belichick because we respect Bill Belichick the coach we, we we think nothing of Bill Belichick the general manager. Um, they, I think it's just been too depleted from a front office perspective, right? Like, and it's just Bill. It's bad. And you're starting you're starting to see the conversation talk about how there's like nothing to work with there. It's like okay, then then have the conversation. Who's we know the schedules. We know the schedules, Kyle. We play the same schedule, but except for they don't play the Patriots twice, they play the Bills twice or the Dolphins twice. They're they're in trouble. They're in trouble. Congratulations, you can beat the Jets. Like that's the thing you can do. They're at Raiders, Buffalo at Miami the next three weeks. Yeah, one and four right now. Home against Washington. Home against Indianapolis. Going into your bye. At New York Giants, home against the Chargers, at Pittsburgh Steelers, Kansas City Chiefs, at Denver Broncos, at Buffalo Bills, home against the Jets. So the question is, how many wins do they get, and does that land them in a position to draft a top quarterback? What, can we do this? Let's find the surefire losses, and then let's say they go 500 the rest of the games. Okay, that's fair. 
Oh, now, remember, they just they just lost what? Good God, seventy-two to three in the last two weeks to Dallas and New Orleans, who we think are average NFL teams. Four hundred yards of offense and six turnovers in those two weeks combined. Okay, for sure losses: Buffalo, Miami, Kansas City. Yeah, I'd say the Chargers and Buffalo again. Yeah, five for sure losses. So that now you're at nine, and you play ten games. Washington, Indianapolis, New York Giants, Pittsburgh Steelers, Denver Broncos, New York Jets. You said you were going to go half of those. Three and three. Three and three. And then five. So you have a four-win football team. What is that? I get you a top five pick. There's there's quarterbacks. That will get you a top five pick. Drake May. Drake May, the New England Patriot. That's going to do it for us on this episode of Locked On NFL Scouting. I'm Kyle Krabs. He is Gio Marino. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Make it a great rest of your day. We will be back again tomorrow. We're getting back into the conference power rankings. We're doing AFC conference power rankings tomorrow. Looking forward to diving into that. Hope you will as well. Come back and see us again. Enjoy the day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.